uh, we'll continue looking at the issue of um, understanding the will of God. And today I want to read two portions of the scriptures to continue the point we made last. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3, he says from verse uh, 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Now, that's the one we read last time, but there's another one I want to add to it again today. That's the words of um, uh, the Apostle Paul in the letter to the Corinthians, the first letter. In chapter 15, verse 10, he says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me did not prove vain. He said, But I labored even more than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God with me. Now, there's the reason why I read this. You know, I've been saying something. Let me just emphasize it again. That God has a will for our lives, and God knows us individually. Even the kind of clues. Now, it sounds quite extreme, but I just wanted to use that one to highlight that point or to make the point so obvious. That God knows every detail of your life, especially things like uh, who, which man should I marry, which woman should I marry, which city should I settle in. And I explain a particular principle that it does not mean we will have a conscious knowledge of these things, but that the will of God actually works out itself in our lives. And that's the point I'm trying to make, which is very important. Uh, from that Proverbs chapter 3, I was emphasizing last time that it says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight, or he will direct your paths. And that's what I wanted to understand again. We're emphasizing the fact that it's not as if God will have to speak and whisper to us what is his will. Uh, let me say it again. Sometimes we get directed by supernatural means, like visitation of angels. We can have dreams and visions, or we can have a prophetic word that comes to us. But I need to emphasize to us again that what is most important is not whether we heard the word supposedly from the prophet. It is not whether we saw a vision or a dream. The most important thing is that we have a heart that follows the general will of God. And that will is sanctification. What is sanctification? That I understand how to purify every part of my life before the presence of God. And if we walk in sanctification all the time, you will find that God will direct our steps. Now, this is what people often misinterpret as God directing your steps. They expect that he'll be running a commentary over your life. My son, move to the right. My son, move to the left. Now, he doesn't do that often. That's what I'm trying to emphasize again. What he does is that he starts opening doors for you when you thought doors would not be there. Doors that you want to step into that is not in accordance with his will. What he does is to close that door for you. At the end of the day, he directs you to the place where he wants you to be. And Paul was saying, I am what I am by the grace of God. What does that mean? What I become in life is not what I planned to be, but what God made happen in my life. Now that is, this year, I'm in a place, I don't know where I will be tomorrow, but where I am today, I must work in sanctification. And that's what I want to develop. Today, I must work in that sanctification. Remember, I'll give the example of um, Joseph. Joseph did not plan to go into prison. What just happened was he was working diligently in the house of Potiphar. And then when the opportunity to commit sin was presented to him, he rejected that opportunity. And his rejection of that opportunity sent him into prison. It may have looked like a bad thing as if righteousness does not pay. But actually that prison was a place where God prepared by which he will meet the people that he will use to take him to the next level in his life. How did he get there? It's what we are discussing. He got there simply because he walked in sanctification. He abstained from sexual immorality. This is the mistake people make. I want to emphasize it. Christians go around trying to learn. They say, my spirit spoke to me. 
Meanwhile, their motives are wrong. They, they tell me, when I was praying, God said to me, but what they are seeking for in their hearts are wrong. Their manner of working daily is wrong. Somebody who's working in pride begins to make decisions concerning business. He says, uh, because when I was praying, my spirit said to me, your spirit does not say things that are accurate to you if your spirit is not purified. I want to emphasize that. We often think as if um, um, once my spirit says it, it is correct. What do we mean when we say my spirit? And please, that's what I want to begin to emphasize from today. I'm talking about sanctification of faith and righteousness as part of this, our Understand the Will of God series. I must emphasize this. You don't know the will of God because you learn how to dream. You cannot know the will of God because you have a prophet that speaks visions to you. In fact, let me say this to you categorically. If you are depending upon the words of a prophet to know what to do at each particular point in time, as a very young Christian, it might be okay for a few weeks or a few months. But if you have been a Christian for some time, let me assure you of one thing. You are under bondage to the spirit of witchcraft. You don't realize it. If you cannot travel until a prophet tells you to travel, you have a problem. If you cannot eat until a prophet tells you to eat, you have a problem. If a prophet must tell you who you will marry before you marry the person, you already have a problem. I need to say this again. I can't say it enough. The job of a prophet is not to direct your life. The job of a prophet is to lead you into righteousness. That's the important thing. So any prophet you are seeing that is not teaching you the ways of righteousness, all right, is not helping you. A prophet cannot lead you better than your life of righteousness is able to take you. I must make that statement again. A prophet cannot more lead you into the center of the will of God for your life than your life of righteousness is able to take you. People who depend on prophets speaking to them are the ones that are making mistakes. If you want a prophet to speak the word correctly to you, what will happen is that you must have adhered yourself to the righteousness of faith and the righteousness of God. Remember, we read from the book of Ezekiel chapter 14. God says, anyone who wants to come to me to inquire of the prophet, he must first remove from his heart his iniquities, his idols. The stumbling block of his iniquity must, must be removed from before him. Before he can come to the prophet, sometimes people who are working in adultery, you see a man, he's an adulterer. I need to emphasize this thing. He's a businessman. He's an adulterer. And then he says that I'm having a problem in my business. Then he goes to a prophet to pray. And the prophet points to his wife and says, your wife is a witch. Or your, your wife's mother is a witch. That is the iniquity of that prophet. He himself will suffer judgment one day. The man is a sinner. He, he, but the prophet saw the vision. I am not saying he did not see the vision. I'm just saying that he saw a lying vision. In the scriptures, there's what is called a lying spirit. And a lying spirit is always released towards the prophet who is prophesying to sinners. If you are prophesying to sinners and your prophecy is not focused on telling them the truth, every vision is a lying vision. Every angel that talks to you is an evil spirit that is pretending to be an angel. Why? You are talking to a sinner. And you are not calling him or her to righteousness. You want to say that this is the reason why your business is not doing well is because somebody else is afflicting you. Listen to me. Somebody is lying to you. I feel like somebody is listening to me, all right, at this particular point, And a prophet has said to you, the problem is that your wife is a witch. You need to drive her away. This is how you know the prophet lied. Now, you, you are going to notice something. I'm not going to say anything about that prophet. I'm going to talk about you. All right? If you ask yourself, my business is not doing well, and it says my wife that's a witch that's making it um, spoil. I ask yourself, two years ago, did you did your, with your friend? Have you paid him his money till today? No. 
Alright, that place you go every evening on Thursdays after you finish your business. The woman you are going to meet there, is she your wife? Don't you go to bed with her regularly? If the answer is yes, then you know that prophet is lying to you. Your wife is not a witch. Your wife's mother is not a witch. You are a sinner. You understand? Except you purify your heart, you cannot know the will of God. We must emphasize this. True prophecy is only for those who are purifying their hearts before God all the time. And that's what I'm trying to emphasize again further in this Understanding the Will of God series. I'm talking about sanctification of faith and righteousness. It is when we are working in sanctification that we are able to know the specific will of God. What should I do concerning my business? Let me begin to explain it. What is the will of God concerning my business? God says, purify your method of doing business. He doesn't have any other will. The specific will will work itself as fine details by themselves. They will work themselves out in your life as time goes on. It is not that you need to have a specific knowledge or learn how to hear what God is saying concerning, should I do this business or should I not do this business? If God needs to say something about it, he knows how to get your attention. I hope you've gotten my point. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com. And do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening. And may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.